So the obvious theme in today's Liturgy of the Word is prayer. And I am sure as we read this gospel, as you just heard, this gospel, you might be scratching your head thinking, well, I don't know, sometimes when I pray for things, they don't happen right away. And yet Jesus says here today, I tell you, he will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. That's the unjust judge. I'm sorry, that's God the Father. Um, Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? And some of us might be thinking, yeah, yeah, sometimes he's really slow. (laughs) And it's okay to be honest like that. We have to be honest with God when it seems like he's not hearing our prayer. Seems is the key word. Because God always hears us. And he's always answering. Of course, the answer isn't always yes. It's not always right now. And sometimes the answer is no. I've got something even better, so to speak. Or I've, I've got other things brewing. And sometimes that's really hard to accept. Right before Mass, I had a woman come into the sacristy with deacon and we prayed for her 41-year-old daughter who just had a massive stroke and died on Friday. So we pray for Katie, that's the young woman who just passed. So these things break our hearts. And we often pray for healing. We often pray that things will get better in our relationships, in the world. And it just seems like sometimes it's not getting any better. And that's hard. It's hard to, to wrestle with. It's hard... To keep the faith. And I think that's why Jesus said at the end, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? So he's telling this parable to try to get us to see that he's much better than some unjust judge. And yet at times it seems like justice is not served. There's a lot of unjust things that happen. And we might even be Tempted to think that a 41-year-old dying of a massive stroke is unjust. It's certainly tragic. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. What helps me, what helps me, dear brothers and sisters, is something I read recently. And that is, we don't live in a perfect world. That's obvious. But it begs the question, well, if God could have created a perfect world, why didn't he do that? And the answer to that is, well, the world is becoming perfect. As we read the entirety of Scripture, the last book in the Bible, the book of Revelation, promises us a paradise where the the world, the, the new heavens, the new earth, will be perfect. So when we get to heaven, things will be perfect. And at the end of time, God is going to perfect everything. So what's interesting in that statement is that we are implied in this perfection. We are a part of the perfection, the perfecting that God is bringing about. Because he wants to start first and foremost with each and every one of you. God wants to continue to perfect you. And what does that look like? Well, it means that you continue to grow in faith, hope, and love. 
that you grow in communion with God, that you allow God's life and love to take possession, so to speak, of your mind and heart and soul and body, where you become all that God created you to be. And so we are all in this process of becoming more and more like God, hopefully, right? I mean, that's the purpose of our life. God wanted us to keep growing in in friendship with him. And through that friendship with him, we are transformed from the inside out as his love and, as I said, his life, his grace, his power, his presence is poured into us. We are transformed from the inside out. We're being perfected. And as each and every one of us is being perfected, we then help to perfect the world, society. We make his kingdom come, so to speak. We make his kingdom come. Now, that's a lot easier said than done, or perhaps it's easier said than it is seen. (laughs) But I think that's what the Lord is inviting us to believe today. That he is honoring you here this morning. We're here to worship him. We're here to pray. But God will never be outdone in generosity. And he is honoring you. He's honoring your act of worship. How is he honoring your act of worship, your presence here today? Precisely by giving himself to you. We just heard his word. We're going to receive his sacrament. He's pouring out his grace into you today. And transforming you from the inside out. If you're looking for that, if you're looking for that, if you're desiring that, the spiritual writers talk about the proper disposition. (laughs) Do we have the proper disposition to receive that and to be transformed from the inside out? Well, hopefully, yes. I mean, you're here. That's a start. That's a great start. And the Lord is inviting us to believe that, even if it's hard to believe, Fake it till you make it. (laughs) And little by little, the Holy Spirit confirms it. And the Word of God confirms it. And as you encounter other believers, they encourage you, they inspire you. And they help you to realize, yeah, this is worth it. Because the enemy, the devil, would have us believe, ah, what's the difference? What difference does it make? I think we've all been tempted to think that. But hopefully we don't give in to that temptation. So every act of worship, every act of charity, every act of hope, every act of faith that you make, that you do, God honors that. And that does contribute towards the perfection of the world. Now, you may not see it in this life. You may not see it, but at the end of time, I was having this conversation with some couples last night. Uh, At the end of time, which is to say at the end of the world, at the final judgment, just in case you didn't know, there's two judgments. Do you all understand that? When you die, there's your personal judgment. But then at the end of time, when Christ comes again, we have the final judgment. And you will then see, you will then come to know 
how every little act of faith, hope, and love made a difference. You'll see the ripple effect. We'll also see the ripple effect of all of our sins. You will see the ripple effect of your sins. And how through generations, you may have damaged your children and grandchildren and so on and so forth. Or neighbors. However, by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, we can repair that damage here and now. By being here and by praying and by asking God for mercy, we're repairing the damage. And we are actually perfecting that which was damaged. That which was distorted because of sin. So it matters that you're here. It really matters. It does make a difference. So don't doubt that. (laughs) Let's make a corporate act of faith, shall we? Repeat after me. This is what we call an activation. So I know it's early, but just I'll take it slow. (laughs) Jesus, I believe believe. that my prayers prayers and my presence here here make make a difference. I believe That you are perfecting me me from the inside out out. by the power of your grace grace. through faith. faith. Amen. Amen. And perhaps as a, a final encouragement, I know we're praying hard for the defeat of Proposal 3. And it's really great to see how in the face of this evil, people are coming together to fight the good fight. And I just want to remind us that the battle belongs to the Lord. Yes, we need hands and feet on the ground. But that first reading from the book of Exodus is such a a classic. So what's the context there? Real quick, you've got the, the people of Israel, Moses leading the people up out of Egypt. Now they're out there in the desert. They haven't made their way into the promised land yet. And there's a battle. They're under attack. Sound familiar? I mean, it's a portrait, you might say, of what's happening now in time. We're on our way to heaven, to the Father's house, but guess what? There are battles to be fought because there are some spirits who don't want us to get there. And just a note on that, we shouldn't demonize any person. We may not like certain people. We certainly may not agree with their politics or even their religious beliefs. But we shouldn't demonize an individual person. We have one enemy, Satan and his minions. That's our true enemy. So be careful not to demonize any person. Amen? And so the battle belongs to the Lord. We see then Moses uh, raises his hands as Joshua leads the Israelites into battle. And Moses is interceding for the Israelites. And then he gets tired. And so uh, Aaron and her have to come over and sit him down on a rock and prop up his arms and hands for him. And as long as he's praying, what does it say? That as long as Moses kept his hands raised up, Israel had the better of the fight. 
But when he let his hands rest, Amalek had the better of the fight. So I think that's God exhorting us here this morning. Keep praying. Keep praising. Keep trusting. Keep believing. Keep loving. The battle belongs to me. And in the end, I will be triumphant. I mean, we already know who won. Jesus died and rose. So the war has been won, but we have these battles to fight. And as we fight them, we grow in glory. You know, when you get to heaven, it's, it's a celebration. And what will be celebrated is all those acts of love that you made during your lifetime. So if you want to have a lot of things to celebrate in heaven, keep loving, keep praying. And the results matter, but we already know in the end that we have won the war, so to speak. So don't get discouraged, dear brothers and sisters. Don't get discouraged. I'm going to Fatima this week with my mom. We're going on pilgrimage, just the two of us. And I promise to, to pray for all of you, to pray for the parish here. And I can't get into the whole story right now, right? But Our Lady of Fatima, she appeared in 1917, and she promised, amidst all of the chaos of the 20th and 21st century that the, the church and the world would have to face, amidst all of that, she promised that in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. In the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. Can I get an amen to that? So she is also at our side. And this is the month of the rosary, the month of October. So let's continue to turn to Mary with with prayer, with confidence, trusting that she is the queen of heaven. And along with St. Michael, they are fighting with us. And we all fight together for the glory of God and the triumph of his kingdom. Amen.